we have to reach the point where I can smelt a sword and we kill a goat. Has to be a goat. Uh huh. And then we butcher the meat. Mm-hmm. And we feed the women folk with it. We feed the women folk with with the meat. And then you make a book. You make a book. About our endeavors to catch the to cat. That's it. That's it. The end. Welcome to the Father and Son Podcast, where my father and I discuss anything that's been in our minds lately. In this week's episode, we're discussing how to be a spirited man and what kind of spirited man would we want to be. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider sharing with your friends and family. Thank you. Hey Yusuf. Hey Baba. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How are you feeling today? Feeling good. How are you feeling? I feel good. So I have been thinking about something that I wanted to talk to you about. All right. And I saw a YouTube video. Okay. And he's my favorite new YouTuber. Who is who is this YouTuber? Casey Neistat's brother, Van Neistat. Okay. And he has a series called The Spirited Man. And it really pulled me for some reason attracted you attracted me yeah and basically he's a what looks to be a interesting loner type person but he fixes things he fixes broken things and he doesn't throw things away and he seems to be not just a handyman but somebody who's constantly working with his hands and that made me think that I never do that kind of stuff. That is true. Yeah, I don't work with my hands. And then the one interesting thing in the his one of his videos is it's like I can fix anything except my computer. And you're the opposite? I'm the opposite. I'm a spirited man. When it comes to fixing your computer? Or in within that world. So, for example, an interesting analogy or analog is that a lot of his videos, he uses the typewriter. He's, yeah, he's using a typewriter. He's lit- using a physical typewriter, and he's all about making tools that are fit for purpose. And I actually, when I was doing a lot of writing, wrote my own word processor that mimics the sound of an old school typewriter. Yeah, I remember that. And it blanks out the whole screen, and it mimics the feeling of working on a typewriter. So in a sense, I will create my own tools within in the computing space. With yeah, exactly within the space of the computer, but outside of that, I'm completely useless. I even hire people to change the LED lights in the apartment. Yes, we've said this before. Yeah, and so I've been thinking really, how do I go about making yourself a spirited man, um, or more of a spirited man? Right, because you know the whole adage we might have mentioned on the podcast: if the zombie apocalypse, came, yeah, we did that already. Yeah, I'd be the first to go. Mm-hmm. And so you are becoming like you. No, you're becoming. You're much better than me. But you started doing something that I really wanted to explore, which is you started bookbinding, or you're working with a master bookbinder. So we actually haven't really talked about that. What it's like, who he is, and I. And to me, that's the heart of 
The spirited man. Yeah. Like, for example, there's a guy down the street from us, not literally down the street from us, but... Uh, in the vicinity of our area. Who has a workshop in the bottom of the mosque. The, he's right. Side note, my bookbinder is that mosque, the next to that mosque. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I can see him from... And it's a guy named Yasin, and he ha- owns a company called Soul Rider Cycles. And he's building amazing titanium bespoke bicycles. And he does it without any help. Mm-hmm. And he does one at a time. And he's building some of the world's best titanium road bikes. Yeah. By himself in this workshop in the bottom, bottom of a you know, 800-year-old mosque. And to me, that's awesome. Yeah, it is pretty that, cool. It's pretty cool. And he has a singular focus. And I really respect that. And so, yeah, and you, it turns out you work right next to him for someone who's very similar to that. And you, or you just started an apprenticeship. So I thought we start there. All right. So what, what do you want to know? Everything. What, what's it like? What's he like? What's his workshop like? What's his routine like? What are you observing? What are you learning? So as in, in terms of routine, he really doesn't seem to have a routine. He's not like he. It doesn't seem to be. He comes in out every day at nine, and he does his thing. Every day seems to be different. Okay. Every day seems to be different. But what only the one underlying thing is that he tries to spend. He spends basically all his time there. From what he tells me, he spends all his time there, seven days a week. And it's not like he's neglecting his family. His daughter literally has this. He made this small little desk for his daughter next to his desk, and she sits there all day and just colors next to him. And like ask some questions. It's it's very cute. So he it just that seems to be his only focus, bookbinding. Um <clears throat> and he seems to be a do you know how they say like r- artists are a little like off because they have to be to be like to be great artists? Okay. He seems he's not like he's not like like crazy, but he's like he thinks outside the box. He doesn't like he doesn't like think not like we do. The way he looks and he analyzes and like he'll it's very it looks very erratic you know what i mean but you can tell like in his mind everything's making a lot of sense but to me it looks erratic. he'll he'll go somewhere he'll go like to one part of the room get something that doesn't seem to have any use to what he's doing right now but everything comes together he has all these little puzzle pieces in his head that only he can see so that's one thing one thing that's super interesting about him like the most interesting part is what he's doing he's not only is he bookbinding, he's he's restoring. So everything I've seen in his workshop so far has been over a hundred years old. Even the tools he uses are one of them is from the eighteen nineties. Like he has these huge presses that are from the eighteen hundreds because that's when bookbinding peaked. Back before all, back where everything was online, not online, everything was made by a machine. It was made by hand. So the technology of his craft was at its peak in the 1900s. So he has all of his stuff from that time. Not all of it, but most of his stuff is from that time. And so he's doing a lot of restoration. So everything I've seen, is, as I said, has been hundreds of years old. And what he does is he takes this 300-year-old Quran or 400-year-old Quran and he basically makes it look like new without doing anything to it. He all he does so what he'll do is he'll take the cover off, he'll repre- he'll analyze the cover, then he'll design his own molds and then 
he'll have those molds sent off to one of his friends who makes molds and then he'll the mold will come back and he'll real repress the whole cover of the of the Quran and then he'll go through every single page and make it look like it was brand new so that's basically what he's doing. He's not, he's not only binding books. He's not only creating books and taking pieces of cardboard and covering them in leather and making them into these books. He's also restoring things. So his title, he's not a, he's not a book binder. He's more of a restorer okay. of antique things. Because like he's not making, like he's not binding Harry Potter books. He's, he's, he's everything he's doing is antiques because his business is very is an antique niche. Like most of his clients, from what he's told me, are all collectors who 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 found these books and wherever collectors find these books, and have brought them to him so that he can touch them up, make them perfect, and then either they sell them or they keep them. So he's more of a restorer. And his restoration space is it organized? Is it chaos? Is it controlled chaos? It's very much controlled chaos. Like if you walked in right now you'd think it's like a mess but everything is in its place like he has you know how like in like like the movies like the um uh, su- like the super organized guy has like the wall hanging and then he has like on the wall like nails and the all the tools are in each nail and, like around the tools is the outline of that tool yeah like Casey Neistat studio like Casey Neistat that's ba- you know how Casey Neistat studio looks crazy yeah but like it's very organized yeah that's very his studio is a 600 year old Casey Neistat studio really yeah how interesting mm-hmm Actually, no, it's not six. It just looks rustic compared to Casey Knight's that studio. And why Why are you there? And how long do you think you'll commit? last? Yeah. So how long do I think I'll last? I don't know yet. I mean, I still find it like I, I've started and I find it really interesting. So I'm, I don't think I'm worried right now of losing interest because I've like it's a lot of fun. Um, why am I there? So we wanted to like you guys wanted me to get a like do a skill like apprentice under somebody so i can learn a skill that i can use with my hands and one of the things we thought of was this book binder who we know from a friend and so i went and talked to him he told me come come next monday on at one thirty, and i asked for his whatsapp number it's like i could keep in contact he said no you don't need it yeah so so it's very much like a karate kid like type like, wax on, wax off. Yeah, very, yeah. Like he had me making like six book covers today. Like he look, like I'd make one. He'd look at it and say, "Okay, make another one." And I do it, and I do it, and I do it until I had to leave. I, I to me that sounds amazing. You know, it sounds. Oh, and I forgot to mention he listens to classical music and whistles along to it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you like the opera? He listens to opera and whistles along to opera. So he's. It's like. Yeah, it's it's like a movie. So yeah, it sounds like a movie. Mm-hmm. The only thing does he smoke a pipe while he works? Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. He has he has pipe. I've seen him smoke the cigarettes, but there's pipes. It was like a you know you know lazy susans that like we that he has to have in the eighties like the lazy he has lazy susan of pipes. Yeah. I need to come see this guy. Yeah. And yeah, every like. And even like the tea, he everything he does is different. Like the the tobacco he smokes is not tobacco you get from the supermarket. It's like in those, it comes in those little tins, and and the tea he drinks is not like regular tea. Everything he does is different. So he's not drinking Lipton. No, he's 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 going pat. He's going to the Lipton source, then going to the person above Lipton, and then having that sent to him in plastic bags. So, so look, he's like a he pro- looks like a drug dealer actually. <laughs> so he's like a professional hipster. Yeah, he's a hip. He wears a leather jacket. 
Oh, that's all I need to know. Yeah. Sounds awesome, to be honest. It's a lot of fun. So, but do you think that that's just a certain kind of person that becomes, like that you mentioned artists or that our artist mentality. Do you see yourself being like this or, or, or just somebody who picks up that skill and then just moves on? I don't see myself like living my life in that studio. Like I don't see myself in 30 years doing what he's doing. No, it's not because I don't like what he's doing. I just don't see that for myself. I, I would I would want to have a studio like his wherever I live or somewhere close to where I live because it's really cool. And you can do a lot. You can do like, you can do a hundred thousand things in the studio and bookbinding is only one of them. Like you could fix a light. You could build a shelf. You could really do anything with all his, all his set of tools, but he just uses it for bookbinding. So do you see yourself being that type of person that has that workshop that's fixing things and tinkering and because i'll give you an example i grew up with my father having that uh-huh he had tool areas like you'd go into the basement i remember you go into the basement and that door behind like in the basement There's a, the door and then you enter this world of stuff you know saws and this and that and just hundreds of tools and the whole work area where he fixed things and and broke things and fixed them again and I don't have anything like that. I so do you? See, uh, yeah, I see myself having something like that. I think I I think I would like over. I don't think I'd like go out and just buy everything I need to make a studio. I think over time things would accumulate, and then I just start, and then eventually over time I'd have something like that. Do you see me being able to become a spirited man? I don't see you changing a light. Not while I live in this house. <laughs> I don't see you standing on a stool while, like I'm in the house and changing a light. I think if I'm in the house and something's like broken, like a light or a or or something needs to be fixed, that doesn't require a specialist. Like you just use me. You know the thing is, I always thought there's just better use of my time than it's Corona. There's nothing to do with your time. You know, it's just. For example, why should I learn to fix a toilet? I have a son and I can no, call a plumber. No, I, I wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. Why should I fix an electrical problem? I'll just hire a professional. Yeah. So I think there's there is being a handyman, which I actually don't have an interest in being. I have no, no interest in learning how to unclog a toilet. Mm-hmm. I'd rather pay for that to ha- to get done. Yeah. I'd, not even changing the LED lights in my house. Yeah. Um, and I, the reason we keep on mentioning LED lights is that they're a lot more complicated to change than in than America. Just, yeah, you have just to m- take them out and unwire them and then yeah. rewire them. And yeah, so it's not just me. It's not just a light like bulb that you're just twisting. I'm not it. that lazy. The LED lights are a bit more involved. Um, so there's being a handyman, which I'm not interested in being. But then there is having a craft, a physical craft, and that that I, I am actually am very interested in in pursuing. I just don't know what that is yet. Which one that is? You know, I I considered really getting able, be, getting into being able to build and fix bikes. Okay. Because that that's actually useful to me because I ride, ride bikes, bikes and I spend a lot of money having them fixed and tuned and um that, that for example that that seems interesting to me. Um that then there is just an actual craft of some sort. Potentially, I've been thinking about things like robotics, 
Although, okay. Although that's not really a craft, is it? I think that still falls under the computer. Yeah. So yeah. there's something about something that draw, draws me back to the computer. Like there, there was one, there was one CIO in the company I worked at. Uh, his name is Mike Dubno. Okay. And Mike Dubno in his basement, and you can see actually watch it. There's YouTube videos of it. He has like this multi-million dollar machine shop in his basement in his house in New York, Manhattan. And he builds things. Like, for example, he built a, uh, a, a what's the, a lighting fixture that goes above your dining room table. Chandelier? A kind of chandelier type thing. But it's like a... And it has all of the, the... I think they're called servos and stuff. But basically, imagine... It has ten, ten, ten tentacles. Okay. And at the end of the tentacles, there's lights. Okay. Okay. So it's just, yeah, you can think of it like a chandelier, right? Above the dining room table. But because he's also a computer scientist, if you put a plate, the light will, all the lights will point to a plate. and But if you put two plates, the lights will divide and, and light the two plates. Uh-huh. And if you put six plates... The lights will individually go to each plate. Yeah. And so it has optical sensors, and he wrote all the code himself. But then he also built the arms. So he's very wow. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it is amazing. And he doesn't need to do it. It's just the use of his time that he wants to like put yeah, effort he, into. He wants to build robots that solve problems. Um, he has a, a coffee table, uh, a sand coffee table. With magnets and... Oh, did he build there? He just bought that. He built it. Oh, and it's wow. constantly changing shape, etc. And so, yeah, I, I want to... Get into that? I, w- I want to get into that. I want to get into that. And I want to get into also not just that type of thing. I also want to get into other physical things like bow and arrow and things like that. I just... There's a part of me that... Wants to be ready for the zombie apocalypse. Uh, when, yeah. the va- when the vaccine backfires and creates, <laughs> it makes everybody zombies <laughs> yes and <laughs> exactly um so yeah I, I just been thinking about that a lot and and really inspired by your book binding and after day two after day two yeah i just i just think it's uh, when you you showed me the actual books that you were creating or the yeah. i thought that was just amazing even you know i took Eunice for a walk yesterday mm-hmm and uh, and then we we're just going to have I was gonna have some tea and he's gonna have a cookie or something, and we're pass I passed by this place at Institute of Robotics. Where? Exact. It's right down the street. Uh huh. I was like, whoa! This is like a sign from above. So it's so it's like a placard, and I is it placard is that the right word? What do you mean by placard? Like, like a, a plaque that like says, a okay. yeah. yeah. And so I click on the thing and uh, I click on the doorbell and the door opens. Nobody uh-huh. says anything. And so me and Lil Eunice are going up and up and up. And we can't find the door for this Institute of Robotics. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Eunice said, Bob, this is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, this is scary. But yeah, we didn't find it. Okay. And so I'm looking. You know, I'm, I'm interested. I'm looking and... Uh, it's an active search. It's an active search. Um, I just, other than the bikes, working on being able to fix a bike, I I, I haven't yet decided what that craft is. 
Like, I, I don't imagine it's going to be wood- woodworking or... I don't see woodworking. Unless you shave your head and grow the beard bigger. And then maybe then, you, maybe then you'd look like a woodworker. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's something that uh, I, I really want to get less... I want to get off the computer. Uh-huh. You want to become more analog? I want to become more analog and less digital. That's a big part of what I want to do. I even want to stop listening to audiobooks. Why? I want to get physical books. Oh, you want to start reading? Yeah, I want to stop. And this is something we, we want to talk about. I listen to a lot of audio. I want to do that less and actually physically read a book and mark it and write in the in the margins of the book. And Don't, don't write in the book. The people who write in the book are just abusing their books. I want to abuse my book. (laughs) (laughs) I want to to be somebody who abuses their books. Um, But yeah, that's, that's just something I've been thinking about. Uh, What what do you think? What do you see me actually doing? What do I see you actually doing? That's Or, or what do you think I should do? You knowing me. That's a pretty, I mean, I could see you like doing, metal work and making swords like they do you know how like they, there's a guy on youtube who does like three hour videos of making like swords and stuff i could see you doing that i could see you doing metal work now that would be so cool that would wouldn't that be so cool if you made a sword oh my god i want to make i need to make a sword yeah matt you smelt that one i don't even know what it means to smelt but i want to smelt something like to melt it's just melt with an s oh that's it yeah it's i like, want to smelt yeah like you're like you're melting when you melt I mean, I'm no, sure no. there's a you, more you, technical you use version. Use the word smelt. When you, when you smelt your metal, it all becomes liquid, and then you pour it into the mold, and then you let the mold set, and then you cool it, and then you sharpen it and do all that to it. I've watched many YouTube videos on this. I'm kind of an expert. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because i find myself watching youtube videos of people cooking and people building things like yeah and two things you can't do <laughs> yeah i mean I, I can cook you know no i can cook i'm better cooked than you that's not true anyway on to the next subject and so i'm watching myself watch youtube videos of filipino men in the in the middle of nowhere in their build, underwears building uh, building house with pools <laughs> like and so there's something in us or it, not, it cannot just be me if if I'm watching men make swords. Everyone is watching people build things, and the the YouTube algorithm knows this. You mm-hmm. know that, so it's sending us some more of this stuff, and so I I want to get out of the house and do some of this stuff. I want to smelt immediately. We have to find a smelter. We have to find a smelter. I know. I mean, if our about. It would look, it would be pretty cool. We could do it on our balcony. We just need blocks of ice. I don't want to smelt in our house. I don't want to burn down the house. I want to find the smelter, and I want to be his apprentice, and I want to, you know... Uh, that would be pretty cool. But I don't know how many smelters make... I don't, I don't think the right thing. I don't think it's the right word, a smelter. I think it's a metal, I, a metal worker. I, I prefer smelter. Or we need to find a smelter. I need to find a smelter. And we, we need to see if he can make swords with us and axes and... That would be very cool. Okay. So, okay. So, I think that's... You need to find me a smelter. I need to find... Okay. I can find you a smelter. Because I I know that there's a guy in Borsa. We're not going to Borsa. Exactly. We need to to smelt. We need somebody in like a five mile radius. All right. So, that's... See, this is useful. 
Yeah. What else do you see me doing? Um, I see, I mean, I can't see you doing outdoor stuff. Like, I can't see you going camping. Like, I don't see you going, I, I did a lot of scouts and camping when I was younger. And I, I mean, I don't do any more because there's not scout, there's no scouts in Turkey. But I don't see you like setting up. Do you know, remember when I did the survival camp? Yeah. Like, and you had to set up like a tent only using tarp and some ropes and that's all you had. I can't see you doing that. So it has to be something more comfortable. I can only think of like woodwork, metalwork. What else kind of works are there? Hold on. Scuba diving. First of all. Yeah. Hold on. I. You slept in the desert for two, for two. I know, I know. But that still counts as comfortable. How does. Because you didn't put up the tent. You didn't put up the tent. You just slept in the tent. You you, you got you were carried on the backs of the Bedouins, and then you ran in between the two to each tent. The running is hard, but the tenting isn't. So you saying I I don't be, I'm not or I can't be comfortable. This was ten days in the desert without taking a single shower, carrying all my stuff as I run. Where the temperatures are like 130 during the day, and they drop to like 40 at night. Okay, you can go. You can go camping. You can go camping, but like, I'm it, thinking of other things I could see you doing. Because like that was like for the. By running. the way, you're right. I, I don't like camping. I know. I, I remember because last time we went camping, it wasn't even clamp, camping. It was glamping, and our whole family suffered. Remember that yeah. we went glamping as a family, and somehow our family almost died. <laughs> we were sleeping in. We were sleeping in a house that was covered in. T- it was covered in cloth. And we, <laughs> it wasn't even a tent. Um, what else can we do? Glass work, blowing glass. Ever seen that? I mean, I can't see you making a vase. I think I think making a sword feels right to me. It's manly. Yeah. I. I think making a sword because you you don't like I can't see you either like underwater like in in like on like in the um like scuba diving. Well, the, okay, so there is there is three categories so far. There's being a handyman, which I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. There is having a craft, yeah, which I I want to have a craft. And then you're talking about like sort of outdoors activities, so scuba diving, paragliding, uh, skydiving, skydiving. But let's say shooting. Shooting is fun. Shooting, uh, bow and arrow, riding a Butcher. horse. I could see you cutting. I could see you like cutting open a carcass and. And you want to be a butcher? A butcher? Yeah. So you go and you shoot like a deer and you learn how to cut it up and you can take the skin out. All day, all I'm dealing with is goat skin. Is that the kind of skin you use? I'm using goat skin and leather. Isn't What's the difference between leather and goat skin? Leather is from a cow and goat skin is from a goat. So why didn't you say cow skin and goat skin? Because it's leather. It's okay. But yeah, all day I'm dealing with like animal hide and imagine you go and you create it. And then you so go, basically okay. you're saying... No, no, here's what we do. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I smelt the sword. <laughs> <laughs> and you go kill a deer with it. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I make a book out of it tied and we eat it. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the a spirited man. That's a spirited man. That's a spirited <laughs> man. <laughs> that's a very spirited <laughs> <laughs> That's what we have to make happen. Yeah. We have to go hunting first with like a gun before no, we go no, with the sword. No, 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 with the sword. <laughs> <laughs> Were you running around with a sword? 
try to stab a deer <laughs> and, then, and then try to get back to camp on her shoulders. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I think we end it here because that's exactly what we have to make happen. Okay. We, I have, can, to, we, we have to figure out how to make that happen. We have to reach the point where I can smelt a sword and we kill a goat. has to be a goat. Uh-huh. And then we butcher the meat. Mm-hmm. We feed the women folk with it. We feed the women folk with with the meat, and then you make a book. You make a book about our endeavors to catch the to That's catch. That's it. That's it. The end. With the the book. The book is the ode to the goat. <laughs> the end. That's it. All right, Yusuf, your spirited son. <laughs>